When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some really cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out... Why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is your dating narrative. What story are you telling yourself? Let's figure this out. Hey, hey, guys. This is Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. If you listen to the show, you know my relationship status changes quite a lot. And right now it's single as fuck. So I'm always checking out new apps to try out. And I actually found a really cool one. Um, It's a new dating app called Magnet, which is different because it's a check-in dating app, which means that if you're out and about, kind of like I am all the time, you check into a venue, then you scope out other single people who are there on the app in real time. So if you get a match, you get five minutes to chat it up. That's it. Five minutes. So you got to do your thing. Um, But the cool thing is that I find like magnets great because it brings together the best parts of online dating and real life approaching. So you don't have to wait like another week to try to set up a date. So there's no more being stuck for two hours on a lame date. You get to break the ice right away and meet up on the spot. So here's a cool thing. Um, You can download Magnet either on your iPhone or Android. And then if you check in here at Meltdown Comics in L.A., you have a chance to match with me. Um, I know you all want to do that, right? Uh, the best way, of course, to break the ice with me is to tell me you listen to the show. Wink, wink. Okay. We have a very, very interesting show for you today. Uh, we don't have any traditional guests, but I have guests, and they are friends of yours also. You have heard them. They are my personal dear friends and also co-producers of the show. We have Mason Booker and Aisha Holden. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> so good. So good. You better be. Um, <laughs> Number one. <laughs> uh, you guys have heard them several times, but I'm excited for you to hear more of their thoughts. Um, Because we've been off mic. Yeah. (laughs) But they hear you. They hear you from Maybe if you crank it. (laughs) It's a lot of me just like nodding in the background. (laughs) Aisha is a nodder, but this time I'm excited for people to hear your actual opinions. Because you have them. And you're, you and you're an internet star. Oh, Don't God. be shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, Aisha was just on um, beige. Okay. Breaking Beige Breaking with beige. Mr. Kate. Check her out, mrkate.com. She's so good. Um, and you had like a room makeover. I did, yeah. Which was, mm-hmm. it, it looked dope. I'm still waiting for an invite to the housewarming. What happened to the housewarming? It's, it, 
It'll be a thing. It'll, <laughs> it'll happen at some point. It'll happen. We always say that. Once you get older and people start doing housewarmings and shit, you're like, yeah, fuck that. Like, <laughs> See you later. You're like, man, this place looks so nice. I don't want to have people come and try. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I got to roll up this rug now. Right. So this topic today kind of surprised you guys, too, because we were like, you know, y'all were like, what the fuck is this one about? Um, mm. This is a, it's very personal to me because uh, it was something I had discovered going along um, in my life, but it's on dating narratives. And, you know, haven't we always heard those people who go, uh, guys are assholes. Um, I don't get girls. I always love the bad boy. It's not my fault. I'm attracted to crazy. Or um, girls constantly, they'll be like, I, I, saw, I only meet guys who are immature. Um, and then this one too, relationships are hard. Right. So or dating like, is hard. Right? Mm-hmm, or right. dating is hard. And so, like, those are the stories we're telling ourselves over and over and over again. And I wanted to be able to, like, look at those a little deeper and um, point out what That they're personal- wrong? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look. <laughs> They're, they will miss. They will lead you down a, dark, a path that you probably don't really want to go on. Dark um, spirals to the yeah, dark side. Yeah, and, and right. you know it's called a narrative because, uh, according to Miriam Dictionary, <laughs> it is a spoken or written account of connected events. Um, so this is again the story that you're telling yourself about any any aspect of your life. But today we're going to be talking about dating, and it's uh, it's based on the story and narrative you're forming based on your connected events. And I thought it was also interesting because we had Carlos Santos on the show and he dropped some mad knowledge, which uh, that episode on toxic relationships uh, has been, I'm getting a lot of feedback on it. And he had said, a lot of times in relationships when we're starting out, it's easier to put the blame on the other person. But in reality, a lot of that stuff you are allowing to happen and when you make that shift you can start looking at the healthiest of relationships so good right he was oh man that guy i was like shit he really (laughs) nailed it yep and and it's interesting because you know again when you look when when we look at our life the only constant in every single one of our relationships is us so we're constantly making our relationship stories about everybody else Without looking at the only person, the only constant that's been <laughs> right through all of it. Yeah, totally. Um, right. And I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. I'm super, super guilty of this, and I and I have been in the past, and I've worked very hard at changing that story. And it just comes down. Have you guys watched The Secret? No. I, oh my god. I know it. <laughs> you know it, right? I, I, yeah. I, I have many uh, motivational speaker friends who have lauded the secret to me. I've I've watched a little bit of it. I know the concept of it. Yeah. It's it's a really Aish, I think I have the DVD even though <laughs> who the fuck has DVD players it's, anymore? It might be on the internet somewhere. It's certainly on the internet. Yeah. It's um it's law of attraction. Yeah. Okay. And it's about the law of attraction, but one of the key tenets also is um, energy flows where attention goes. Sure. So like right. if you're constantly putting your attention on something negative negative things happen and a small small thing um which actually has worked personally for me like their example that they use is they say um you know we always say things like i don't want to be late 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 well the universe doesn't hear the word don't it hears the word late Uh. so all it hears is late, 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 late and so then you end up showing you end up being late right if you start changing it and say 
I'm going to be on time. 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 You will find a way and things end up mm. likely being on time, whether it's like lights go green and blah, blah, blah. And I remember I used to test this out purposely in New York because in New York, you're always running somewhere and <laughs> sure. you're never sure if the train's going to show up on time and <laughs> sure. blah, blah, blah. But days I needed to be somewhere and my friends would come over. They're like, how come the train always comes for you? And I'd be like, because I literally say over and over and over right. from the minute I'm like leaving my house, I'm like, I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be on time. And mm -hmm. whatever happens, tiny, small examples. But I do believe that it works. Yeah, totally. Um, so have you guys ever thought about like, the stuff you tell yourselves all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. what is, what are some of yours? I didn't even want to get into this that early, but I want to know now. We'll do the rest of the show. First. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's build like, it up. I don't, I don't, I don't want to just start right now. Okay. No, uh, go ahead. But no, no, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> no, no, you, Maze. No, um, yeah, dating in LA has been a very significant challenge for me, and I've spent a lot of time wondering why. And what about me versus what about other people? And of course, as you get older, you start accepting that it's it's more about you than other people. Yeah. So I've been focusing a lot on me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, and and again, this is what's it's another funny thing. I think I'm pretty sure I pointed out in the show several times. People always say dating in LA is hard. Right. Yes, I have <laughs> lived in five major cities in the world, and every one of my friends in all of those cities, including the other ones always tell me dating is hard they're like yeah. dating is hard in toronto dating is hard in new york dating is hard in india dating hard. it's like fucking dating is hard yeah it's hard Every, <laughs> but, everywhere but it's not even that hard like and this is the other thing is like i don't know i've been in relationships they're really fucking easy <laughs> like they're not that difficult if you're just fucking using common sense and respect and doing like common courtesy things right it gets complicated when you're not addressing the things that you need to be addressing or communicating and blah 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 sure. then relationship but i don't think in the core of having a relationship it's that difficult i think it's a it's why we choose the people that we choose yeah and i think a lot of people too who are like dating in la is hard it's like i guess finding that person Exactly is the hard part. Yeah, the the seeking yeah is, is the difficult. Once you once you have, yeah, at least a grounds for something, right. then it then it dives more into what you exactly. were saying, and it's easier. But I think the initial part, especially out here, seeking right. is is very difficult. And again, but we'll yeah. come back to <laughs> what story are we telling ourselves? Because mm -hmm. when you start looking at all of our our friends, including ourselves, mm -hmm. and the kinds of people that we have dated, you know we tend to find the same kinds of people. Absolutely. Right. I just met a very, very cool, successful dude the other day, and he was telling me, he's like, I don't get it. Like, I have, you know, I, I'm about to get divorced for the second time, and Oof. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and, but That's he's, he's yeah, and huh? he's such, he seems at least like a really good guy, put together, takes care of the chicks he's with, and I was like, okay, so, so tell me about the girls. Mm -hmm. And, he was like, I like, and in, in our entire conversation that we had about dating in general, he brought up the term, I'm really into beautiful women. Mm -hmm. So that was like his core, and that's not a problem. There, there are plenty of beautiful women who have their shit together, but he was only solely right. focused on the beautiful woman part right. that he did not take the time to like get to know the person, whatever, mm -hmm. discover that they were 
crazier and a little fierier than they than he had hoped and then was surprised at the outcome right and i was like right. yeah but and then again his story became like but it's not my fault i'm just meeting all these crazy crazy actresses <laughs> and i was like well well but you're you're limiting yourself if to that you are, right. yes consistently saying that then maybe you shouldn't <laughs> they an actress that you you know or like get to know somebody a little more and not focus just on the beauty like you know clearly that'll be your natural inclination so just focus on the other stuff a little more yeah um dig a little deeper in there yeah (laughs) but like i i personally started doing this when uh when i had some bad relationships like i used to be hardcore relationship girl which surprised mm. people to know. But I was in back-to-back-to-back long relationships until a point that I stopped being them. Sure. <laughs> when I was in a very traumatic relationship, the abusive one I've talked about. And after that, I just fully flipped. And and I started telling myself, guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that shit. Dudes are nuts. And people would be like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you? And and I was like, oh, I don't want to get married to anybody. They're going to turn out to be crazy. Right. And my friends would be like, who says that? Like, why do you think people will be crazy? And no fail. I started dating people who were crazier and crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. And until I finally just, like, realized that I was saying that to myself. I mean, do you think you were also self-sabotaging? Exactly. Right. right. So why are we doing this? Right. So why do you think, like, we're create? Do we... Do we have any theories on like why people might be creating these narratives? Why we're self sabotaging? Mm-hmm. I would, I would. My guess is the root is fear. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, we're yeah. All scared. I mean, I can't think of why else you would do. It. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a masochist of some sort. Sure. Well, I also think like the f- it, it can be like a, a bit of defensiveness, right? Like you're trying to protect yourself. Right. Like, isn't, isn't that fear? Yeah. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. But sure. like the actual manifestation of it is in like it's, it's sort of a coping. It's like I need to protect myself so that right. I don't um, get hurt if, again. Yeah. And yeah. so that um, if something bad happens, I beat it to the punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, sure, do, sure. don't we notice that all the time? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, you expect the worst. Yeah. yeah I people get go into dates all the time, and that's literally what they tell me. They're like, oh, I had, I kept the lowest of expectations. Right. right. Why? Right. Like, you should have the highest so, of expectations. So you're not disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing even if you are disappointed, mm-hmm. What's the worst? Like you just know the truth, which shouldn't be disappointing. It should just be like exciting and freeing that yeah. you're like, oh, cool, this isn't the right fit for me. On to the next one. I've still survived. Yeah, sure, but there's other stuff that goes along with that. Which is, well, there's the emotional trauma of getting ready for a date, especially if you're coming mm-hmm. off of the off of a waiting period. Yeah, right. then there's, as a man, uh, primarily the financial aspect. Right. Where, like that I I'm hemorrhaging. I'm hemorrhaging. You know, I went on five dates. They all sucked. Right. Yeah. I'm out three hundred dollars. Right. 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 You know. Jeez, you've been you've taken <laughs> some nice dates. dates. Amazing. I, you know, I don't I don't do it cheap. Well, this is but this is why also it's funny because in New York people just do drinks. Right. Sure. And and, like and that's the thing. I, but this goes back to what you were saying. If I'm going to go out. And I'm like, I want to, I want to at least have some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go someplace sure. nice. Yeah. Like I don't want to just do drinks and then totally. go home. Like, Though you also have to, you know, balance out that if you're, if you've met somebody on mm-hmm. an online app and mm-hmm. you've just had three texts with them, and by the fifth text sure. you've decided to go out mm-hmm. on a date, you are taking a very large gamble. In 
in a gambling term, that would be very high risk. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that, of course. So, so you know, then you can't, you can't have, you can't lay all of your um, emotions in that one basket because it kind of, uh, you haven't yet gotten to know who this person is. So you again have set an expectation that is unrealistic, and then it's a it's a larger disappointment rather than going into something. Being like, okay, well, I have made a grown-up decision to want to spend the money on this date. Right. However it turns out. If it's great, awesome. If it's not, it's like I just put down $100 at the, at the at casino. Whatever. And I was like, this is a high risk. If I win, I win. If I don't, right. okay. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you sure. <laughs> I mean, no, I think that is how it's looked at. But it just, it I don't think that's how it's looked uh, at. Yeah. <laughs> that's maybe how it should be, but... Yeah, I think people are just so afraid of rejection and they're like, I don't know, there's so much high anxiety of, oh, this has got to be the person. You know, there's all this like built up well, yeah, stuff going into I something. I think it's when you first meet them, there's a lot of potential. And right. then as you, and in the in the early stages, you, you find out a little bit mm -hmm. and maybe it checks off some boxes and you're like, oh my God, I can't, this is great. Right. It's, it's going so well so far. Right. And then that breeds expectation mm -hmm. where you're like, yeah. oh. And then the disappointment of, oh, it didn't work out. I'm back to square one. Right. Here we go again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then again, that's the story that right. then gets created because right. of, um, you know, in, in psychology, they call it negative correlation. Mm -hmm. So it's something that kids also tend to do. I did this when I was young. This sounds so ridiculous. I don't even think I've ever really said this out loud to anybody. The couple, t the, the big negative correlation I made when I was a kid was... Um, my parents used to fight in the mornings. I don't know why. I don't know who the fuck wakes up on the wrong side of the bed every day, but they would fight a lot in the morning. And so uh, in the morning or like really late at night. So uh -huh. late at night, especially sometimes in the morning when they fought, they, um, you know, they obviously they were very loud. And suddenly it, it felt like everything was fine for a point. And I'd be laying in bed and I was like about to go to sleep or whatever. And then I felt like if I moved they were screaming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it's related to me sure, yeah. and how I'm moving. So yeah. I would be like, okay. It's a pretty big stretch. I'm just gonna, no, I know, kids, but that's. Though, you know? No, I, yeah. I get it, I you get just, it. And same thing in the morning, it'd, I'd be like, oh shit, it's because I rolled over, right. they're suddenly blowing up. And so I made this like crazy negative correlation in my head where I would just like be at night and I would just be like trying to be as still as possible before wow. I was going to yeah. bed to be like, just stay calm, and mm -hmm. be calm. You know, and that was what I did. I also growing up when I, and then that that moved into like when I was uh, fear flying, when I was in flights, and I for some reason correlated it with me, made some weird negative correlation. I would be like, oh my god, it's getting turbulent because I'm moving. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's like you don't know how it's a lot the of pressure on your works. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. know how you survive. I <laughs> I didn't have this it problem. It was tough. I didn't... No, but I'm saying everybody has it in their own different right. ways. I guess. Like, did you ever make any weird negative, like, correlations when you were a kid? Not, not about, as a kid. Not about fighting or, okay, as an adult? Oh, sure. But not as a kid. Yeah. And so negative correlation is like taking two completely uh, separate incidents and finding a way to... Make it your fault. Yeah. Or not even make your fault. Tie them together. Oh, okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for again, for me, limited uh, 
awareness as a child, the only thing I knew was, oh my God, I'm moving. Oh my God, they're moving. This must be why they're moving. Right. You know, because you're a kid trying to understand Mm -hmm, why something's happening. Sure. And so the same thing kind of happens with relationships. Mm. We go through something, other people, or, or we go through something and somebody has acted a certain way and we start creating a negative correlation about relationships in general because right. of this. Like for me, with my crazy ex, I said, oh my God, all guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. No, it was just him. Right. He was a small person that was nuts. Like nobody else I've dated, thank God, knock on wood, has ever been that nuts. Yeah. But like he was in his own world, but I... Just Mm -hmm. the fear of that, the trauma of that, I felt like I needed to find a correlation to protect myself so that I would never, ever, ever get in this situation again. Right. But that limited me so much. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up finding other people who weren't his level of crazy, but just like people who constantly were drama, drama, drama. I was like, oh, my God, stop. (laughs) Um, Until you start making the shift. You know, have you guys like... Does anything come to mind of like weird shit that you might have correlated? I'm trying to think of anything that I have done. Because I don't know. I've always been pretty self-aware. Yeah, you are pretty. (laughs) Um, uh, And I'm always like trying to find like solutions and causes of why things happen. So I'm trying to think of if I've ever done that. And I can't. Think of You're flawless. An example. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Definitely not. Sure. Um, I don't know, because like... Like, have you noticed any patterns? There, oh, there's definitely patterns. People. And for the longest, um, like, after getting out of a couple bad relationships or situationships, barely even relationships. Mm, situations. You like know? That. A lot of Hashtag situationships. situationships. <laughs> I like that. Um, I was just like, yeah, all these dudes suck, blah, blah, blah. And then, like... It hit me after, I don't know, the third one of something very similar happening. I'm like, all right, well, this can't, like, there's a reason. There's a pattern. <laughs> yeah. Right. Why these three back-to-back situationships happen this way. And, oh, wait, this is my behavior. This is why, this is the jump-off point to why it ended mm-hmm. this way, mm. basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> good that you, like, at least noticed that pattern and yeah. didn't create, and I hope aren't creating, like, the news story about it you right. know like oh this is how people are right because that's what most people tend to mm-hmm. do is we go into this is how people are and uh, I've, I'm gonna totally butcher his quote because it's not it's not this is just loosely based off what he says but Eckhart Tolle um, it's one of my favorite books of all time it's called The New Earth Understanding Your Life's Purpose very very hard like super deep hard book to understand but it's amazing if you know you get to read it Love read it, it three times <laughs> book ever um, but in it he basically talks about the ego mm. and the ego being so crazy and so ridiculous that it would rather you suffer and be right Mm. then you be at peace and the ego be wrong. Right. Mm. And so whatever these stories we create about ourselves and our lives and our dating lives and whatever, we will start manifesting because, again, if energy goes where attention flows, like that's where that's the kind of stuff that you are 
breeding. And we've talked about it several times on the show, right? Like the abuse cycle. Right. Why? What happens with the abuse cycle? You go, oh my god, I'm gonna like. How come I keep meeting all these crazy guys? But I keep saying I want to. Uh, it's not my fault. I'm just attracted. It's like I'm attracted right. to crazy. <laughs> and then you realize, oh well, it's because you created that narrative. Now crazy feels normal to you, mm-hmm. and now your ego right. doesn't want to be wrong, so it'll just re- keep recreating that pattern for you, so that you're retelling the story over and over again. Mm. And then you can tell everybody, "Well, see, it's not my fault. I'm just dating crazy guys." Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's I don't fault. know. <laughs> well, okay. it, look, I did this for the for the longest time, and I will admit, like, I can't speak for everybody else. I can only say for myself that for me, it was like living in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay, well, am I done? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Because it kind of looks like everybody else has moved on. Right. And I'm still wallowing in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe it's, it's uh, time to change that pattern. Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, then the work starts. Exactly. Yeah, begins. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, yeah similar thing. Uh, after being like, oh, why don't they like me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> like one day I was just like, all right. Let's just cut the crap. Yeah. You know? Right, right. This is what's happening. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, and that's like key. Aish, you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I love you to death because of all of this, but like you're very, very mature for your age. I try. All of 18. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not 18, guys. You're still Tw- my baby, 21. though. She can, she can go for a drink. 21. <laughs> yes, I can drink. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 you can. Um, I always forget. Canadian me is like, well, oh, right. can't you drink? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that uh, awareness is so important and to like snap yourself yeah. out of it because otherwise, mm-hmm. like that's it. Like, And there's some people who literally live like that their yeah, entire totally. lives. Yeah, you stay in the loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I have uh, friends who do that and yeah. it's difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, I think it's, but it's weird because it's like their comfort zone. Yes. That's the thing too. Yes. It's, it's almost like they yeah. like being there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's where they're like. It goes back to what you were saying, where they like being upset mm-hmm. because it's what feels normal to them now. Yep. And here's the thing: like, even feeling upset and and enjoying victimhood is sort of a. It's a stroke of your ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's what when, oh, yeah, no, it, when nobody else is stroking my ego, I will do it to myself. Right, because in, at, at its core, you're saying I was right. I was I right. Was look right. at look at how I'm suffering. I exactly. was right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Deep. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, read that book if anybody can, and it's like intense. take it. But then you know. Does the book talk about where the super ego comes into mm-hmm. it and the id? Yeah, mm. well, it talks about it in sort of a different way. It doesn't talk in yeah. the Freudian mm. uh, ego id gotcha, thing. Gotcha. It talks about it like a pain body, and um, it, I'm sorry, a pain body. It consider, yeah, it kind of gives you a visual Im- imagery of uh, imagine the sort of the ego as a pain body, and and um, like a body of pain. Yeah. Okay. And that it's constantly trying to have itself seen and have itself heard and have itself. Um, exist okay. and how to you can't make it ever go away totally you could just detach yourself from it and it's like so you know it took me ugh I don't I mean I'm not going to tell you how old I am because <laughs> I'm, I'm also 18 no, okay. um, you've already mentioned yeah. it several times go back and listen to the other episodes <laughs> just listen to other episodes um, well I play 16 to 24 there so. you go that's right I play 16 um, <laughs> And, like, it took me a long time to, like, let go. 
mm. fully just let sure. go of the past. And to be honest, it only right. happened this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this year when I went through a bunch of shit, I went to, you know, my monk. We had a long talk. I like finally started looking at people and and just it, it, you know, I've talked about this a couple times to people and they're surprised. I've also called up exes and apologized mm. for things and just like, and they were like, well, you didn't do anything. I'm like, no, I know I didn't actually, like, I didn't do anything to hurt you, but I did things by not like guilt being by open, inaction. by not, oh. yeah, just kind of interesting leading a situation a certain way and and not giving a fuck. That's, really, that was that's my problem. taking a lot on yourself. It is. No, to be like, not. no, no. It is my like I do share fault. I, well, I did because I some let people, stuff happen. Look, there are some people who are really, they were just not a right fit. Yeah, but sure. they weren't crazy ex. Crazy ex, I'm not apologizing for shit. Yeah. Are you, so are you saying you apologize to people that you feel you? I didn't give. I wasn't. But it, open it's not enough everybody, to, right? No, it's, no, no. Okay, it wasn't everybody. Okay, it wasn't okay. everybody. But there were a good chunk. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. A good chunk. I mean, it was five and a half years that I was single. So sure. You know, all those so people that I was uh, you know and again it was because i kept saying i'm a commitment phobe so what did i do i acted like a commitment phobe right i made that right. a reality right, right, and right. i was like nope i don't want to be in this i don't want a relationship blah 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 and so i even when i met nice people i just didn't even give it a fucking chance and mind you i know deep inside it wasn't a fit but for me personally everybody's process is different right. i called all of them and i apologized and it was years later and you know what they were really nice about it and then they were like Hey, what are you look, gonna do? Be a dick about it? No, I mean like, some people might. Like some people would be like, "Fuck you," and some people, right. like some of these, they were like, "No, like this is why I we've know. been cool." Sure, is because you know we try to be self-aware and whatever it is. Um, but once you let those go and have that detachment from this pain body, you can like look at things and start really being able to change right. the narrative. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. We have a couple uh, call-ins, actually, this uh, this episode. So we're going to go to a break first, come back with Mason and Aisha, and talk about Ooh. how to actually change your dating narrative. Mm. That's that's where the work that's comes the in. That's the wisdom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's it the hard part. is possible. <laughs> um, but first, this message. Hey, guys, we're back. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha Chandel here with my producers, Aisha and Mason, and we are talking about your dating narrative. What story are you telling yourself about your dating life? So we talked about it a little bit. Um, well, a lot of it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, about why we create it um, as sort of a way to cope um, and sort of the negative correlations we make in our life and then kind of create this entire giant connected story about it and um, relive that story over and over and over again just so we can be right. Oh, my God. That's intense. I can't believe we're doing <laughs> heavy, that. Heavy. Um, but is there there is a way to change this. Can we change this? I think so. I, I hope so. Well, we change our thoughts every day, right? Right. So that that we must be able to change it. Mm -hmm. But I think it starts first with what Aisha was doing, which is like awareness. Yeah. And and I think even like I feel like I hope after this episode, people who are going through their lives, like in any aspect of their life, will keep listening to the way they describe their Mm -hmm. life or story Mm -hmm. to their friends. And it's always usually with our friends or uh, if you meet somebody for the first time, you'll tell them. Blah, 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 blah is why, you know, if somebody yeah. goes, oh, well, 
how come you're still single? When are you getting married? And then you'll say whatever your mantra right. is. Guys suck. Yeah. Girls are the worst. Exactly. Not, it's not my fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and or it's so hard. Right. Or straight up. It's just yeah. very hard. And and then you'll notice, like, I feel like that's the first step is like being aware of what you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then find a new mantra. Yeah. Like it's the it's the I don't want to be late. I want to be on time mm-hmm. version of it. And I mean, for me personally, because I kept saying um, guys are like guys are dicks for so long. I think I've talked about this several times, too. I did a gratitude journal. So I started mm-hmm. okay. by uh, focusing attention on um, I would write three things guys in my life any man did nice for me that day and even if it was repeated over and over again that was my dad or my best friend or whatever I didn't care I just like wrote everything over and over and then I started noticing my attention started constantly going towards nice people Mm -hmm. and I start focusing on people doing nicer things for me versus constantly sort of seeking out dickish behavior and then saying "Ugh, see yeah you know, now I'm just like, fuck, there's so many nice guys. Like mm-hmm. when, when girls tell me there aren't, I'm like, no, no, no. There are They're a definitely lot. definitely there. <laughs> there are, and my friends are married to some amazing, nice, yeah. respectful, awesome dudes that I'm like, no, they're there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like, who are we picking? And right. why are we picking them based on what story we're telling ourselves? Right. Because I think that that really feeds into. Do you notice that too? Like when you even look at people's tinders or their online dating profiles you right. can you can see like i hate to say it, you could see like who's going to be a dick like just from their picture <laughs> and, and you, really, their, you really think that you oh, really think you can judge for, uh, yeah. people from a picture yep what are the descriptions as, as an absolute uh look there's nothing as an absolute but i do think that there is a I mean, good, i would hope there's exceptions there's look people who have a certain especially like cocky guys Cocky guys come off cocky in, in their picture and in their profile. Like, 100%. I've gone through my girl's thing and said, this guy's a dick, this guy's a dick. <laughs> and she's come back and been like, holy shit, you that were right. Like, look, I he, look at what he sent me. I'm like, girl, of course, he looks like he's going to be that guy who's going to try to hit you up just for, like, a one-night stand. And then you're surprised that right. he turned right. into the guy who's a one-night stand. Right. Like, look, I want to be, I don't want to judge people, but... You know, universe and God and whatever you want to believe in also gave us critical judgment for a reason. Sure. Like, mm. he gave us the ability to choose things based on a series of, right. you know, Free deductions. Okay. I also think that, like, people get stuck in, like, oh, that's my type, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, they'll just, sure. like, they'll have a bunch of people lined up that all look the same their profiles yep. all the same and i'm like all right well maybe you should think about outside your type yeah. because yeah. your type is clearly not working variety. Yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. variety is the spice of life man. no Try it's it true out. <laughs> it is it is <laughs> it's, which is why i think sometimes like uh, i've been referring a lot of people to my ma- to our matchmaker friends and in episode one we mm-hmm. had the first date episode and we had lauren and jd on i've referred a lot of people to them because i think sometimes having like a completely yes. third person point mm-hmm. of view yeah looking in Definitely. and matching you with somebody helps you to again that detachment yep. so that you're could not they, constantly making the same. Could they also help point out weaknesses for you to improve? They don't specifically do that, but I think but they that interview there are, you, right? They do, yeah, okay. they do. But they 
tend to, I think, accept people for who they are. Sure. sure. But I think, yes, they might make a suggestion. Like, if you're only like, well, I only like, you know, six foot one right. blondes that play volleyball. Like, <laughs> that is probably 0.3% of the population <laughs> of the world. Well, so. I don't know about out here, though. Out here, it might be a fair. <laughs> uh, hey, six, six one, though? Come on. I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> six one. A, yeah, but I'm a female who's six oh, one, oh. tall, blonde, who happens to be Could, great here, at beach volleyball. Here or is, New York is a fair bet yeah <laughs> i don't know what girls you're meeting but yes uh, everything is fair but i'm just saying Runway it's a smaller models. population yeah. of people okay. who are also great at beach volleyball that doesn't mean that they're great yeah. at beach volleyball i'm just saying they're six one and maybe they do beach volleyball <laughs> out here where everyone lives by the beach it's very um, possible but it, yeah i think basically like like create the new mantra and then live it mm-hmm. yeah you know Commit. they say fake yeah. it fake it till you make it yeah but really like just keep telling yourself fucking every day relationships are easy. There are mm. nice guys out there. Uh, L.A. dating uh, is it's simple. It's a breeze. It's simple. <laughs> just say it. Just be yeah. like, it's simple. Look, and then not just like. Look at all like, these dates I have. <laughs> but like. This weekend, I'm totally Feel poor. it. Yeah. Feel no, it I, within I'm with your you. gut. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. You know, and, and just be like, look, it might take a little longer. That too. That's Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're right. looking for it right now, then that's, again, a deeper issue of, yep. like, why right now? Why am I scared of being alone? Right. And I moment? think that goes into that's, your yes. narrative issue as well. Mm-hmm. About, uh, you know, we all have uh, narratives that we say about getting older. Yep. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, you know, especially when you bring the biological yeah. clock into mm-hmm. it. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm running out of time yeah. and da 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I have to admit that. That's a good point, Mace. I tell Aisha gets mad at me all the time. I'm always like, ugh, I'm so old. I'm so old. Like, and, <laughs> right. and, and I purposely, I kind of do a lot of things as a joke sometimes because I think it's funnier. Yeah. But then I started realizing, like, shit, I think, like, I'm starting to believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> little kernel right. of truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, I got to stop yeah. believing this. That's right. Because... Age is a state of mind, man. Yeah, we good. We good. We good. <laughs> right. I've just got, I just got hit on again by another... <laughs> 22 year old and i was like stop it right i mean i don't know what you're <laughs> but i mean because i'm 24 yeah. and it still feels like <laughs> sure sure no i get it but i'm just saying like 40s the new 20 man right hey okay i'm not <laughs> no no i'm just Wait, saying no, in, way I'm just, around I, me i'm up. saying in He's general like, i'm saying in general He's like, let's just go right, the farthest right. 20 from 26 the- is the new 20 <laughs> natasha anyway that's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, way to give me away, Mason. I'm kidding. There you I'm go. Not, I'm, not, I'm not 40. You have guys. to listen so to the I, other episodes. So the only way to know. Um, yeah, so so we agree we can change this. Yes. All right. Definitely. Through work. Through yeah. a lot of work. Hey, man, yeah. introspection. Yeah, man. Everything you need Therapy. is all within. What's up? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also a great thing to do is, you know, sure. if, you, if you feel like it's a little too difficult to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Talk to somebody Reach about out. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But and it has like, such a stigma to it. It's it's interesting. I don't know why. I don't know. Either. Oh, I, I like love it. There's many reasons why. I think that's like, like an that. old school way of thinking too. Yeah. Like our parents' generation. That was like. Oh, but it carries over. It does. I know because, a lot of people sure. who won't yeah. go. Because I know. Of- yeah. I know a lot of people who really should be in yeah. therapy and are like, no, I don't need that's it. That's so interesting. It's, it's, you know, that's for crazy people. Like. Yeah, a lot yes. of people I know because I'm 21. Um, <laughs> I guess that's that age. They are so into it. So, like, mu- these younger so kids. millennial. Yeah, we're like, yeah, help me. I've been, yeah, I've been going since I was 13. <laughs> well, I think I yeah. think time, uh, again, times have changed and they're changing. And again, the narrative is changing. Yeah, in that mm-hmm. 
people are now starting to see everybody's a little crazy. Yep. We all oh, got absolutely. problems. And it's cool. I think it's impossible <laughs> not to. Yeah, everybody's their own cool yeah. crazy. Like and everybody. If you, and Even... if you can find somebody, your crazy matches Match crazy. Match crazy. Boom. Exactly. Yep. And like even up to like Deepak Chopra, that dude's crazy too. And it's all good. Like there's nothing wrong with it. We weren't meant to be perfect in the world. We right. were meant for imperfection mm-hmm. so that we can keep growing. Like that's uh, life. Now you're getting into religion. It's not. I'm just saying like it, it, okay. even our state of being, how is it possible to be perfect? You can't. So there's no way that we were, you can't say we were meant for it if not a single human is actually perfect. Right. So maybe we weren't actually meant for it, but we were just meant to like evolve through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That maybe is a deeper discussion. <laughs> I think, um, I think we, you're on the tip of going into a completely different episode. But we, that's cool. You know, it's it cool. happens. It happens. Um, but we have a caller on the line. Uh, caller. Hey. Okay. So we have um, Serena on the line with us. And we're going to talk uh, about dating narrative. Hi, Serena. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good. So good. So blessed. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Um, so talk to us. Tell us what's going on. So I guess uh, most recently I was dating someone who was divorced and he was pretty upfront about it, you know, right on the first date. And I really kind of went out of my comfort zone in dating someone with, with that kind of baggage. You know, uh, everyone was kind of like, shows he can commit. Like that was so great of him to be like honest with you right away. So I went for it, and uh, things got really serious. Led by him, it was all him. He watched kind of, like, push things along pretty fast. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, he starts freaking out about how serious things got. And I come to find out that he hadn't been divorced for as long as he told me. It was Mm. much more recent. Mm. And so I kind of uh, took the—I tried to be the more mature, understanding, sympathetic person there and— and said, you know, you should take some time processing. We're like a great match. We're really compatible. Like, let's revisit things when you've had some time to like really kind of work through all your other shit. And uh, so, and I and I wanted to maintain no contact at all while he's going through it. I didn't want to be confused with this whole process mm-hmm. and you know mixed in with all of it because it had nothing to do with me. And uh, so we hadn't been speaking. And uh, I come to find out he's dating someone, which I think is actually already over. But uh, I don't know. I feel like he's he's not the person I thought he was, or I was. It's my sympathy was taken advantage of. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know where I went wrong with that one. I mean, girl, <laughs> you didn't go wrong. He yeah. lied. Yeah, straight up, he lied. He was not. You're you're actually very you're very generous for mm-hmm. him to come at you with all this baggage. And you to be like, yeah, let's let's stick with it. Yeah, I was. I'm impressed. Yeah. So it definitely, it's, it's not so much about, I mean, yes, there, there there are wrongs and rights in the world. Some some people can do really wrong things to us. But I think, um, first thing, did you, did you ever notice anything else that was sort of off about his story or timeline, like from the beginning? Because, like, yeah. I remember you had emailed me which is why I was like you know you should call in and we should talk about this but um Mm -hmm. and like I I had told you that my ex had sort of the same thing Mm -hmm. where he had told me that he uh broke up with his girl and then tried to date me 
what turned out to be a month after, less than that, three weeks after. And he had told me that they broke wow. up months before. And that and I had been mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you got some time to heal and stuff? Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we broke up a few months ago. And I was like, oh, okay. And then as we were going through the relationship, I started realizing, like, uh, something with your timeline is kind of <laughs> off. <laughs> But I kind of at that point didn't ask the questions because I was like, well, once you're it's in it, too, you're like kind glossing of, over yeah, things. Yeah, and you're like, mm -hmm. okay. And then I found out like later it was three weeks after. Ooh. And when he was like, well, I just didn't get time at the end, he was like, I didn't get time to to like be alone i'm like motherfucker i well, told you to be alone <laughs> right so i kind of yeah. like that's why i'm asking like did you see were there anything that you kind of glossed over yeah there were definitely some red flags that i saw and and i will say i did you know call him out on it mm -hmm. and he had a story which didn't match up for like for instance like there was still like things up in his apartment like with his ex-wife's name on it and right. uh to me, I thought you've had plenty of time to take this down. Why is it still up? Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, he didn't even remember the timeline that he told me, by the way. Right. That's, but, and uh, that's, that's what happens. You, yep. mm -hmm. That's where you catch him. I mean, did yeah, you? Yeah, and I mean, oh. we, sorry, no, we good, even no. had mutual friends, which is why I thought, why would he lie about it? Because I could just sure. ask my mutual friends about it. So I didn't. I felt like that's something I can easily catch him on. So that would be stupid for him to lie about it. So I didn't. Right. Ask more about like, wait, wait a minute. Exactly when did this happen? Just uh, so yeah. I mean, there were red flags all the time. I mean, and that that was one of them, for sure. Right. Yeah. And how are you feeling now? Because like now you know he's he he that other relation the new relationship is done also. <laughs> How do you feel about? I mean, I, I haven't found confirmation on that, but I'm, I'm pretty right. sure it's, it's already over. Yeah, well, I wouldn't good, be surprised. Good odds, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. But how do you feel right now about the relationship and, like, dating in general? Are you ready to get back out there? So I, I did try to date um, a couple of weeks ago. I, I When I found out that he was dating someone, I, I got angry, and I kind of went on a revenge date, sort of. Totally. And <laughs> at first, I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, you know, look at me. I... I, I bagged myself a date in like 20 minutes <laughs> right but uh yes, wow I, yes I, girl I, get it I, oh it's an app i'm in new york it's easy <laughs> so, uh, but uh, then i agreed to go on a second date with this guy and i just it all caught up with me and i just i don't feel ready to like yeah he's still very much on, on my mind and mm -hmm. i think also now finding out that it's over i i'm still i hate to admit that i'm still kind of holding on to the no, hope that he'll yeah. realize he made a mistake and come back, right. which is mm. not healthy ultimately. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I'm trying to put myself back out there, but it's been tough. I was so serious with him, yeah. and I'm still kind of shutting that. Was it not a red flag to you that he was pushing things so fast? I'm just curious. I mean, at first, I, I felt so strongly about him, so I was kind of all for it. And I thought, you know, he's older, so maybe that's why he just wants to. And I, I mean, I know friends who, like, they've gotten engaged within six months of meeting, and it happens, wow. you know, when you know, you know, I guess. And mm -hmm. that's how I felt about it. So I guess that's what I told myself when, you know, right. normally sure. I would have been like, hold on. I think if I hadn't been as interested, it would have freaked me out. 
And eventually I did get to the point where I felt overwhelmed by how serious things were and, and yeah. wanted to slow down as well. But it led to this, it led to a breakup. <laughs> Let me ask you something. When, before you guys got together, where were you at about relationships? Like, what did you want? You wanted yeah, to be I serious or you uh, were like looking for whatever or like what, what, where were you at? I was definitely at the point where I wanted something serious now. Um, you know, my last relationship, things ended because I didn't want, he was being really kind of dead set on, on getting married and settling down. And I had just finished law school and I kind mm-hmm. of wanted, I felt like I finally had time to enjoy my 20s and, and I was not at that stage. And, you know, so we were just at different places and that's why we broke up then. And so I had fun for a couple of years, and I felt like, you know, now my friends are starting to have kids, so I feel like I think I'm ready for that phase in life and and wanted something serious, too. Because I wonder if, you know, again, we're talking a little bit about, uh, well, this whole episode, about dating narratives and kind of, like, what... uh, what stories we tell ourselves and then how we manifest those things in our lives. Right. So I'm wondering if like, Mm -hmm. if your state of being before was like, I want a serious relationship and I want to potentially get married because that's what people like, that's what my friends are doing, whatever that it made you gloss over some of these details because like you let it move faster than maybe your instinct or your gut was telling you to move it at because you were kind of like, well, I want to lead to this place, and this is leading me to that place. It might be faster than what I can even handle, but I get it. Like, guys tend to – I feel like girls um, – when guys take lead, mm-hmm. girls want to believe it so badly because guys rarely ever take lead that – or yeah. we feel like that, that we're like, he must really fucking want this way yeah. more than me. And then we, like, get caught up yep. without, like, really looking at – you know, again, even a positive dating narrative can have a negative effect. Like the road to hell is paved mm-hmm. with good intentions, <laughs> you know, and right. it's kind of like I think even sometimes wanting the perfect love story makes yeah. us ignore some of the yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely. Yeah. I I completely agree with you there. I, I wanted to be in that place, and mm-hmm. here's this guy that also not only you know was showing me that he wanted to be in that place. Also, I thought, wow, this is a guy I'm so compatible with, and I've never felt like yeah. so kind of connected with somebody. And maybe this is it. And why am I fighting it? Let's just mm-hmm. go with it. So definitely, you, yeah. You know, I want to point out one more thing uh, is that. I, I know you're saying like this is somebody I've I haven't I haven't met somebody like this before, and you're right. Maybe you never did meet somebody with that exact same kind of like you said compatibility and whatever. But compatibility also runs much deeper based on like your values, right? Like, do you want mm-hmm. your life partner to be somebody who is easily lying to you, who doesn't have right. rational judgment to be like? hey let's slow down the process and think about it because at the end of the day you also want to be with somebody who has maturity and isn't rushing into things (laughs) look yes there are stories of people who like were together for six months like you said and Mm -hmm. then they got married and whatever but we don't actually know what real legit conversations those people were having they're just telling you Mm -hmm. the, the main story that hey I got married in six months right but like you don't know if they were really like genuinely having 
serious long-term kind of conversations and what and what their relationship based on uh, reliability and integrity and whatever like all those like deeper values like were they all there were there red flags mm-hmm. maybe there weren't um, but okay. being with somebody that you're saying is kind of like uh, he's still figuring himself out. I still don't think that you should close yourself off. Like, you never know. Maybe he'll change and get his shit together. Like, anything, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, right now. make it about you and your choice. And, and again, don't don't hang on to the narrative that he's the only person that you felt this way about. Right. Because I guarantee you, like, a year from now, you're going to meet somebody else and be like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I thought that. Like, <laughs> totally. And it happens with That's everybody, right? Like, yeah. you were in a long-term relationship, you said before, with a guy, and he wanted to marry you. And probably at that point, you were you didn't think that you were ever going to meet somebody else. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, it wasn't just that we were different in different places in life. We weren't compatible. He didn't right. understand me. I mean, we yeah. didn't have a great relationship. But, yeah, I mean, with this guy, the lie was a huge crack in my trust. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I guess I understood why he lied, because he felt the stigma of the divorce, and he didn't want that to turn somebody away from getting to know him. And then that's where I rationalized it. That's the right. narrative I told myself there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was saying it's all good. Like there's nothing. I mean, I feel like, again, he didn't really have a reason to lie. Is that the only thing I'm pointing out to? He already told you he was divorced. Right. So it shouldn't have mattered. That's true. The time, w- the timeline of it. I think that's just ki- mm-hmm. that's you being kind and justifying the behavior, yeah. which is I'm not saying it's good or bad what he did. I'm just saying that he didn't have to do that to, to do that because he already told you mm-hmm. the hard fact that like he was divorced. And also, why do people care that anybody's divorced yeah. nowadays? I don't know. I completely. Agree. I've never cared, I, I but. And also, if they're getting divorced, that means that the relationship has been over for a while. Yeah, you know, most likely not. The, divorce is like just the like legal final whatever about it yeah. but yeah i think you're required to be separated for a year before you can yeah. file and stuff so there's even that yeah so i feel like he um, the... actually she no. cheated on him so he had a traumatic ending to uh, his divorce right. which is what yeah. i thought for... It's rough. Yeah, so he he's just a little messed up right now. Yeah, he's, he just he's needs got, some time. He's got some stuff he's got to <laughs> work got, through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. He's probably I got his own dating narratives going on. I'm sure he hasn't. Right. Um I hope that uh, that you can, you know, take uh, take some downtime for yourself too, yes. and heal and grieve. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it sounds like you're you're you know definitely a little aware of things. I would just, from very kind outside, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion point of view, um, just say make it about yourself because I right now I still feel like you're in the space of justifying yeah. for him. Uh, which again isn't a bad thing, but just it takes let him prove too. it with action. It does really take time. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Thank you for calling in. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Serena. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we were supposed to have uh, a second caller, but um, we ran a little late. 
because we love to take our time with peeps. So <laughs> we got we got a lot of a lot to talk about. Sorry. We're we're important. We're important people. Oops. Um. So we are going to uh, take that call um, on another episode. Um. And yeah, guys, you can uh, email or follow us on socials and uh, email us your stories. Uh. And and let me know if you want to call in. Um. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to have a chat. Maybe figure out what story you're telling yourself. Uh, but or, right now. Or stories. Multiple. Stories. Yeah, because yeah. clearly. Okay, okay, okay. Before we move on, now that we've talked about this a little bit, have you thought about any current stories you're telling yourselves? Sure. Okay, what's yours? I'll tell you mine after. What's yours? Uh, mine is uh, they're not interested in me because I'm poor. Got it. Mm. Okay. But that's probably not true. That is not true at all. Damn. At all. <laughs> you don't got to drop then, the damn on it. <laughs> but that means like that means you're you're seeking out people. I, I feel like you just be careful, as in like be a, just start noticing if you are seeking out people that would further that narrative. Oh, I'm and, sure. Yeah. And if you are, then nix those people because there are plenty of real cool people who <clears throat> don't give a fuck about any of that, and they care more about people like i personally i i care about i I would like some stability but i care about people who are passionate and ambitious and like doing things every day full of full of passion full of dreams here this guy like not just passion but like we talked about it people who are taking steps towards doing yeah working towards right yeah Mm -hmm. goals yeah i get you so i think like but you know la's it's a it's a hard time, man. I mean, what are we talking about? This is L.A. Though it's sounds like people. a narrative. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but no, no, I, I just meant like no, yeah, I get um, it. like but on remember. a on a on a uh, on but a again, job front. On sure, a, no, 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 yeah. Let's, yeah. Again, let's knock that narrative out because. Again, we are in LA, and there are plenty of artists out. Oh here yeah, yep. Oh yeah, no, this is where it's at, and and. Plenty of people are doing their thing, and they're finding like-minded they're peeps. It. So love it. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with try it. Try to find that right person. Mm-hmm. Aish, have you noticed? What are your narratives? <laughs> I think my narrative is, um, I don't want it anyways, which mm. is true, Damn. but Damn. also not true. I don't know. That's not true. Okay, so it's is... like mostly true, but like also not. Okay. So <laughs> kind of want was, it, right? I was sort of saying the same thing to myself, which was one of my right. two. But I want to ask you because I started thinking about that mm-hmm. one and going, "Why right. don't I want it?" Right. Right. Um, I think it's a combination of like I've always been, like it's always been hit home to me: career first, job, school, whatever. Blah, blah, right. Blah, that first. So that's right. like ingrained in me and then like i think that's the seed for mine too yeah and then also like every again relationship slash situationship i've been in has just been like so like distracting and like not worked out that i'm like all right well it's like distracting me from what my real goal right 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 i respect that you know so that's been my thing but at the same time the other day i was like ugh, i would love to go this thing but i want something to take me yeah well i just go by myself so (laughs) that's cool you rock it girl (laughs) I'm with it. Listen, so, you can always call me. What's up? <laughs> so you could, you uh, also need to, like, because I, I was doing mm-hmm. the exact same thing. I swear to God, I was like, for me, I was going, I have two current stories I'm telling mm-hmm. myself. One is I'll find a relationship once I'm where I need to be. Yep, right. Exactly. And then I'm like, wait, when will I, when right. will that ever be? Yeah. Right. And right. two, so who says 
you can't have a relationship Before and then. a career. Sure. Right. Who says that? Right. Like my family is always telling me that. They're like, we don't understand why you think like you can't grow in your career right. while you're with somebody. And then I go the same thing. I'm like, well, it's distracting mm-hmm. and yeah. it's this. And then I'm like, I don't even know if that's really true. Right. Because really, like the amount of days that I would be going on dates with randos, <laughs> I would just be spending those evenings with the person. Right. And really, the right relationship is like you find somebody at your pace. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be that right away you're hanging out six days a week. Mm-hmm. It could be once a week for a while. It could be whatever. Like yeah. So it doesn't have to be the way that we're we're jumping the like complete gun and, <laughs> and being like, no, this whole thing is going to take up my life right. and I'll never be yeah. able to move on. And it's also, I find that when you're in a good relationship, um, you both inspire each other to yeah, like sure. pursue your, your career. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and I tend to move much faster, much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And um and other one is you keep saying you have situationships. Yes. And <laughs> so good. And that's cuz they're not they're not relationships. Right. <laughs> and so I wonder if when uh you're in those I mean you kind of you, you we've already had this talk but mm-hmm. like if when you're in it um and you already sort of mentioned that you know this, like where 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 that fork meets the road right. of it becoming a situationship yep. and a relationship mm-hmm. and why you're letting it go yeah, one way. Totally. Or if you're noticing that there are people who are already leading you right. down the path that you know it's going to be a situationship. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, this is safer. I already know this. Right. It's not going to distract me from this other mm-hmm. stuff. It'll keep me at slight arms bay from these people. <laughs> and then I can like... And maybe Have it's a, yeah. maybe it's what's becoming normal. Oh, it feels super yeah. normal for me. Because because then again, it, I problem. think it feeds it. <laughs> I think it actually feeds the even deeper thing of career first. I don't want something distracting mm-hmm. me. So then you you find these people who are mm-hmm. slightly non-committal. Sure. And it, it gives you one a potential out, but two slight detachment from yes. the situation, mm-hmm. and and it allows you to just be like, okay, well, yeah. You know, they they can do their thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my thing because really my focus is this. Yeah. When I really feel like we can all have our cake and eat it too because <laughs> there's a fucking 2% of this population yeah. that does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Or the 20% of the population yeah. that does. Um, okay, my current narrative. <laughs> I've already lived like this is how easy my life, like I could just tell the universe something and it manifests. Right. I've been like, I'm not going to... I was like, I just need like a nice Canadian boy or like, I was like, I'm not going to be with an American guy. Like, sorry, Americans, but I, I love you all. But you're ruling out an entire I, country. That's I a know, lot of but people. this is what That's... I'm saying. And then and, I met... and America's a melting pot. I man. know, I know. But what I'm saying is like, you guys haven't been outside of America. Um, no, the <laughs> That's thing. That's actually false. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying um, for me. like the <laughs> recently. So I just. Uh, I, I didn't even tell you guys about this, but like last two weeks I've been spending my time with this guy from Spain that I met in an elevator and we just completely hit it off, uh, completely unexpected. And I'm just like, eh, fuck. <laughs> and like, it was course, here though? Yeah, okay. he was, it was here. Yeah. And then he extended his stay um, to like stay back with me. And, yes. and I was just like, oh my. My friends love him. Everybody, I was just like, oh, this sucks. And then, of course, before <laughs> Why that. Why does this suck? I don't get it. 
because he's going back to Spain or you've already so, went back to Spain. And I'm like, what? what? You can't come back here? Well, yeah, but. Or you can't go there? I don't get it. Well, I can't <laughs> go there, unfortunately, because like I I feel personally that I already left home and mm. and I left my country and worked very hard and spent a lot of money to get a green card to be here. And so then to like leave that and go to a, to another country where my work isn't there. Because that's why I left my family was right. to pursue, you know, a, the work mm-hmm. level in L.A. and and Hollywood is on whatever it is. So you're determining that you have to stay in America yet refuse to date in America. No. I know. And this is what my thing is. That's, that's it's not that I'm refusing tough. to date in America. I'm telling myself that I don't think I'll yeah. end up with an American. Right. But then I'm just like, well, if I'm doing that, then and then again, right before that, everybody knows that one of the loves of my life is in Australia, right. and I'm like, great. And of course, I met you right before he was leaving for <laughs> Australia, and then Spain, I'm like, okay, there's something I'm creating here right. of like being able to have, you know, some form of love, but then them not distract me while they're here. Mm-hmm. Either <laughs> and, that, or you, know. you enjoy the idea that it's not permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm saying like there's like the idea of like I don't have to worry about yep. it because it's already doomed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh. Yep. And so uh, I was like, well, that has to change. I have to definitely. <laughs> and and funny enough, Spain guy were having Spain and I got Spain guy and I were having a talk, and he was saying it's it, that it was insane for him because he had just told his friend the kind of girl he wanted. And then he met he mm, met me, right. and then he was just like, "Holy shit!" And then I said, "But did you ask the universe? Did you tell her? <laughs> did you tell the universe like I needed it to be? I need her to be in the same country as me." Yeah. <laughs> and I, he was like, "I know, I know." Yeah, I was I, like, "The universe must be a guy." Because <laughs> well, the guy's like, "Well, you weren't specific. I right. don't know." No, that's funny. What do you mean? Why didn't you tell me? You should just been clear about it. You gotta be. And I, girls are like. Why didn't you read between the lines? Right. I often challenge myself with that where I'll I'll get a really detailed list of this is what I want in my next relationship, da 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 universe. And then they'll be like, here you go. But whatever I didn't think of, yep, that's exactly. the one thing. But that's, that's why I'm saying, that's why I was making a joke that the universe right. has to be a guy. Right. Because it's like, you give a guy a grocery list, he'll give you exactly that on the list. He'll never look beyond that grocery right, list. Right. And then you come home and the wife's like, but you knew that this was just finished. Why didn't you get it? He's like, but you didn't write it on the list. So why, did, why didn't <laughs> oh, you just I can tell respect me that. that you need- No, I can respect that because, you know, now you're getting, you get something <laughs> off the list. You get yelled at for, spe- for <laughs> you got the wrong thing and you wasted time and money. And then, you get, and the, you get everything on the list. You get yelled at because you didn't think outside the so box. So funny. Maybe that's what the universe is doing. The universe is like, well, I mean, I was, I figured that if you really got the girl in the same country as you, that you'd be pissed. Right, so right, I just right. gave you everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, isn't it the universe's way to be like, I'm teaching you to think for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, and or be very specific. Right. Um, <laughs> Here's your option. Do what you want with it. Well, we, we got to keep evolving all of our storylines and all of our narratives. So I hope we can all do that together. Um, guys, share uh, share your dating narratives with us. Um, email. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know where to find us. Um, Okay, Aisha Mason, you guys have heard this several, several, (laughs) several times on the show, but it's now your turn for five questions. Ready. Um, He's ready. Guys, if you don't know, this is our dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actor's Studio, but this is original. (laughs) 
It's only a kind of dating original. Only, only, oh, these, qu- only these questions. Um, Mason, Aisha, here are your five questions. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Do you want to go first? You go first. I go first. Hair. Hair. Uh, sense of humor. What is your one deal breaker? Do you want me to go first? Smoking. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Um, what turns you on? Ambition. Strongness. <laughs> like strength. Physical strength, strength or strength physical of character? Strength. Or both? Yeah. Get it? Well, both, but okay. definitely physical both. strength. <laughs> if, you look, if you look ripped. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, got, got, we all like what we like. Can you pick uh, me up? What is... What are, <laughs> it's a good standard. Can you carry me across the threshold or whatever? Exactly. I, like um, I think she meant in a different way, but yes. Uh, that one. They're all connected. They're all connected. I like how, I like how sweet Mason was like, I know. carry you across the threshold for you, but buddy. The, but they're all connected, because where, where like, are you going when true. you cross That's the threshold? Um, what, are, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Strength, I'm, um, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in it. Uh, weaknesses, I'm in it to the point that oftentimes I will sacrifice what I want or what I'm feeling mm. for the other person. Mm. Also, communication. Mm. Sort of hand in hand. Yeah, mine are almost identical. My, my strength is that I'm super into communication and support. I'm totally into my partner completely let's Mm -hmm. talk it out let's do whatever and i'm very very articulate about my emotions and everything my weakness tends to be that i put the other person first to a fault Mm -hmm. and i don't notice that i'm being walked all over until the end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the ultimate question Mm. besides i love you (laughs) what three words would you want your partner to tell you do you want to go first you first. mine (laughs) i've it took me 30 episodes, Natasha, wow. but I finally figured it out. My three words are come to bed. Oh, oh nice. I like those. I know. They're so good. That's a good one. <laughs> um, my first thought was I've made dinner. So, <laughs> so good. Also good. But my second thought, I think, is I got us. Yeah. Okay. All I right. like that little little us. little update of I got you. Right, now it's yeah. I got, I got, I got like, you. I like that. You got me. Oh, uh, so good, us? so yeah. good. <laughs> like he's like he or she's taking care right. of the whole relationship. The whole I thing. Like awesome. You like and me. Exactly. I nice. like it. Guys, I dig it. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for you know your legit input on this show. Always, not Love just it. this episode, but as always. Um, do you want people to find y'all on social? Go tell, tell yeah, people. Yeah, you can find me across all socials at Aisha Says Dance. And you can find me um, on Twitter. I pretty much only have the, I do another show on the network called Anime Attic, where we go into the attic and blow the dust off of old and forgotten anime. Our Twitter is Anime Attic Love. That's pretty much the only form of me on Twitter. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, you can find also Anime Attic Love if you want to follow the show. But myself, I am the T-H-E Kigam, K-I-G-A-M. That's all one word. Nice. Yes, guys, check out Anime Attic and the us. other shows at Meltdown. We're getting um, new shows. Yeah, yeah. we are. 
Um, and also follow us on social media at Kinda Dating, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm Natasha Chandel across whatever social media you can <laughs> find me except Twitter. It's underscore. Um, all right, guys. Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please take a few seconds. It's just a few seconds and review us on iTunes um, and download the rest of our shows. As always, send us your dating stories or thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but... Just try... Oh, Mason. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that I might want to change one of my answers. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's do that again. Okay, we got this. Yeah. I know it seems tough out there, but... Just try... try. There you go. Till next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.